Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim, and this is I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching. You are in the right place at the right time. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and visit www.kimregis.com to join the newsletter. Today, I want to talk about three myths of self-care. And this is on my mind because for the month of September, I really want to dig a little deeper into what self-care really means and the importance of it in your life. Last week on the podcast, we talked about a recipe for relief and what that meant for all the chaos going on in the world. And we talked about the collective, do you have a support system? constant meaning stay connected and keeping a pulse on what's happening and being centered so in other words how do you stay grounded and where is your focus thinking about self-care you know i wanted to start with what exactly is self-care and for some of us that is external things it's going out with friends which can feed the internal It is using a face mask, getting a hot bath, drinking a glass of wine or a glass of lemonade, whatever beverage of choice is for you. It's reading a good book. I mean, it can be so many different things. I also wanted to pause, though, and really examine at even deeper levels what self-care really means and then bust some myths about self-care. And so those are the things we're going to dig into today. But I'm not going to go too deep because we got a whole month of September coming up to talk about this. So today I'm just going to talk about the top three myths that I want to prioritize about self-care. So let's dig a little deeper. The first myth that I want to address is do-it-yourself, DIY. Does self-care always have to be something that you package and put together for yourself? Well, to answer this, I want to bring to you a definition from the World Health Organization. Who? The ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. And so I think that pretty much answers it. It can be an individual endeavor, but it also can be families, communities. It can involve a healthcare provider or not. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a DIY thing. But I think the name self-care implies that you're in this by yourself. You don't have nobody else to help you with it. It's just you and you. But that's a myth. Self-care is a reflective practice. It's an intentional practice, but it doesn't mean that you are on your own. And I mean, just plain and simple. You don't have to do it by yourself. So I want to bust that myth right now. It doesn't mean that you can't reach out to others. It doesn't mean that you don't have to have support. It doesn't mean that you have to be siloed or that you have to be isolated. So please don't mistake when someone says, are you taking care of yourself? Are you doing your self-care? That is not synonymous with, are you going into retreat, into a hole, into a closet, 
and being alone. It can absolutely mean, are you being around people? Are you linking up with friends? Are you going to dinner? Are you making an appointment with your family doctor, your eye doctor, whatever it may be for yourself and or your therapist? It does not necessarily mean, are you kicking up your feet and drinking a glass of wine? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because that may be what some people need, drinking a cup of tea. There's a spectrum to it, but it does not have to be only do-it-yourself things. The second myth I want to bust is what works for one person will not always work for another person. We do have a large array of information available to us. And I think that is fantastic. What I'm sharing with you right now is available because we have media, social media. We have all these opportunities to spread information and to disseminate it to one another. At the same time, it could possibly support this idea that what works for me will work for you. And then if you try it and it doesn't do the job, you may become disheartened. Don't be dismayed. Please don't get discouraged. Just because long walks in the park decompresses me and stresses you out doesn't mean that you don't need self-care. I have friends that get freaked out by birds. And so going out into the woods for a walk may not be your best option. Maybe you need to sit in the house and journal. So keep that in mind. Learning to do self-care is just that. It's learning. You have to know a little bit about yourself in order to learn what works best for you for decompression. So what I mean by that is it's a process. So I like to bust a myth that self-care is an automatic, automatic knowing that you will automatically know what you need to do in order to be better, to feel better, to do better. Because it's just, it's not like a light switch. Like you just, oh, I need to sleep more and then I'm going to sleep more. It may not happen like that. You may have to discover processes that help you wind down, that help you get a good night's sleep, maybe change your eating habits. Maybe you need to meditate before bed. It may be gradual. It might not just be on and off, even though that's something that we wish could happen because we like to microwave society type things. We like to have it done quickly and fast because we need it done quick. We want it done now. But what works for someone else may not work for you. It may not work for me. Self-care is definitely not one size fits all. So the first myth is it's not always a do-it-yourself situation. You may need to get some help. And what works for others is the second point may not always work for you or me. And the third myth I like the bus is some of our practices that work today may not work forever and may not work in every situation. I'll use myself as an example. I practice self-care on a routine basis. I try to eat a certain way, move a certain way, and engage in proactive practices of seeing my healthcare providers so that I can maintain my health and not have a reactive approach to my health. There are times, however, where I have to shake it up a bit, where I find myself in a crisis situation 
or where something's just not working like it used to. Maybe I sustain an injury, so I can't do high impact movement and I have to transition to a low impact program. Or I learned that a food I used to eat is not suitable anymore. So that program I was on, that's not working anymore. Or I find that I used to use a certain method of meditation and I just can't, it's just, I'm, it's just not doing it. I got to try something new. But the key is I don't give up. I don't shame myself. Well, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I do give up because I just am hard on myself. Yet there comes a point in time where I step back and I say, throwing in the towel did not work out. It's not working. I need self-care in order to be the best version of myself. And that's where I have to circle back and say, DIY is not working out. Doing what somebody else did for them is not working out. And so at this point, I need to go back and look at what have I done in the past that did work and tweak it and make a new plan because I need something different, but I need something. And then I come up with a strategy and do small tests to see what I can do to implement a new plan of self-care and reach out for professional help if that be the case and come up with something for my mental health and my physical health and my overall well-being. And so the three myths that I want to bust today is, one, self-care does not always have to be a do-it-yourself job. Sometimes you got to call in professional help. Number two, what works for you may not work for me, and that's okay. And number three, what has been working may not always work, and it's okay to tweak the plan, start over, start fresh, revise it, but please have a plan. And so that's what I've been thinking. These are the three myths of self-care. Self-care sounds trendy, sounds cliche, It is very, very necessary. So let's not get it twisted. Let's not just keep using it and throwing it around like a catchphrase. Let's talk about it. Let's be about it. And I thank you for listening today. Keep taking care of each other. Keep taking care of yourself. And make sure that you be three. Be present, be open, and be intentional. And I will see you here next week. Peace out. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED Style Talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.